0: Everybody, look along on your bulletins, follow on the monitor, or you can turn in the good book to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Our main text for this morning is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Um, Before we get started, I do want to uh, give a couple announcements so I don't forget. Uh, Sister Claudia just brought up that we are starting a completely voluntary six-day fast. Um, now, now, take something that you enjoy doing, something that you really like to do on a daily basis, and put that aside and spend that time with the Lord. Spend that time reading your devotional, uh, reading, reading the, the good book. Spend that time in prayer. Um, and and, and lo- just let me say this. I'm not asking or requesting anyone to go on a full, complete fast, but if you feel like the Lord is leading you to do that, you should consult your physician before you do that, and I, I say that in all seriousness. Don't just do it because you think you want to do it. Okay, um, but let's let's spend some time in the next for the next six days. Let's set something aside and spend that time with the Lord. What a wonderful day to start off the year, Amen. Amen. And also, I want to encourage you to pray for your church family. Um, so many of us, um, you know, it's it's been business as usual about as us normal as it could be in this current environment we live in for the last couple of years. But a lot of us have lost, you know, a lot. A lot of us have lost jobs. A lot of us have, have dealt with uh, some physical issues, very, very, very severe physical issues. A lot of us have lost loved ones. And, you know, I'm not trying to embarrass or call anybody out. And I don't want to put anybody on front street, so to speak. But my buddy Robert, man, his precious wife passed away. Cody's mama passed away, you know. But, but here, here's Brother Robert, who, who's just dealing with the passing of Jana, and then his, his mother passes away yesterday. So some of us are really going through quite a lot, so we need to uh, be there for one another. We need to encourage one another, and we need to pray for one another. We are a family, amen? amen? So let's make sure that we're there for one another, and for what it's worth, Rob, Cody, I love you guys so much, so very, very much. We all love you. 1 Timothy 4 and verse 7 is our text for today. Um, we want to start this new year off right. We're talking about growing in maturity. This is nothing new for us here at Victory Life Church, but this is something we really want to apply to ourselves. We want to grow in relationship. The uh, The the original pastor, um, the founding minister, Fred Rott, um, used to always say that he, he would preach the uncompromising word of faith because there was going to be a time when his people was going to need that. Um, we're living in that time and we're going to uh, be going into a time where we really need to learn to trust in the Lord. I'm not talking about everything being doom and gloom, but we live in crazy times and uh, when you don't know who to believe, when you don't know what to believe in, listen, put your trust in the Most High God. Does that make sense? Yep. Does that make sense this yep. morning? Seriously. Um, we, we've we been through some stuff. It's been crazy. But what if it gets a little more crazier? What if it gets a lot more crazier? Um, what if somebody, what if some group of people um, decides to unleash some uh, virus on on the earth, on America, that's a lot worse than what we're dealing with now? I'm just talking hypotheticals, but you never know what's going to happen, man. You don't know. Um, I do know that when I listen to the news, when I, it, it's like... I ain't no dummy. Rachel Jean says, I ain't no dummy, but I ain't real smart either. Um, no, nah, I'm playing. She don't say that. She says I'm real smart. You, you watch the news, man. There's so, so so much lying is going on, man. I'm not trying to discourage anybody. I'm just saying, this is the time when you need to put your trust in the Lord and stand on God's promises. Okay, this is what you've been, you know, if you've been a Christian for 30 days or 30 minutes or 30 years. This is what it's all about. Putting our trust in God. Amen. Let God be true in every man alive. Does that make sense? So I just want to throw that out there. I'm not trying to discourage anybody. I'm like you. I'm very optimistic about this year. But I know I know that Satan's going to try and do anything and everything he can do. I know that that Satan's awful busy and a lot of nutcases in high places that are awful busy trying to bring uh, bad things upon us. But God is in control. God is in control. So uh, I'm going to stand on God's promises. Can I get a witness? Thank you. Give the Lord some praise. Seriously. So So, in 1 Timothy, um, we got the Apostle Paul writing a letter to his protege, his right hand man, um, Timothy, his much loved spiritual son. And so I I was reading these verses a couple weeks ago, and it just kind of struck me as kind of funny because here we are, in the in the new year, and so many people, we've got our uh, um, New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. I got to lose thirty pounds. I got to lose forty pounds. This is my year. I'm gonna be looking smooth by the time it's bathing suit weather and all that kind of n- nonsense or whatever. And I'm not saying that stuff's bad, but that's this is this. Well, let me just read this stuff. Okay, there's something more important than that. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so this is the Apostle Paul talking to Tim, and remember. He's trying to encourage Tim. Tim is, going, Tim is a, a pastor. Timothy is a pastor, and, and the Apostle Paul has sowed so much into his life. And the Apostle Paul, quite frankly, knows his time's running out on Earth. So he wants to sow into Timothy's life and give him what is truly important. If you know that your your time is running out on earth, you're going to choose more carefully what you're going to say. You're going to make sure you tell the people that you love, you love them more. You're, You're going to want to impart what is important. Amen. So anyways, this is what the Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths rather train yourself for godliness for why bodily training is of some value godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come let's pray dear lord thank you so much for your anointing thank you that your will is going to be done in this service thank you that we're going to leave here blessed and excited and energized lord and fully devoted to you, Lord, that our, that our hunger in our heart will be uh, to be what you would have us to be, to be more more Christ-like and less like ourselves each and every day. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray, amen. amen. So the Apostle Paul starts off, he says, have nothing to do with your ever silly mess. Okay, so we can look at it like this. If it's not scriptural or if it's not able to be backed up by scripture, by the good book, or if it's leading you listen if it's leading you away from scripture then don't bother with it you know what I mean it's got to line up with the word of God does that make sense this is what he's telling Timothy hey don't waste your time on a lot of rubbish that's not important okay you got a very important job to do and it doesn't just go for Tim it goes for all of us amen having nothing to do with irreverent silly myths rather train yourselves for godliness so look, the ball's in our hands, man. The, the ball's in our court. We have, we have this awesome responsibility where God says, train yourselves, man. You have an active role in this. You're not going to wake up totally godly one day. I mean, listen, when you accept Christ, his righteousness is imputed on you. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that God does not want a whole bunch of spiritual babies, man. He wants us to mature, you know. So this is something that we have to take serious, that we have to that we have to work on. And I'm not saying that I've grown by leaps and bounds in the last three, six, five. But I do know that I've moved forward in some areas. And I know in some areas I'm not too proud of myself. You know what I mean? But listen... All of us have this wonderful opportunity right now to put our foot down and say, you know what? Right here, right now, man, it's going to be more of God less than myself. I'm I'm, I'm setting this aside. More of God, less of me. Had nothing to do with irreverence, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. Take this serious, Timothy. Verse 8. For while bodily training is of some value. And that's the part that kind of struck me as kind of a little funny because here we are in the. In the new year, and everybody's, you know, a lot of people have their resolutions and stuff like that. And I don't know the statistics, but most of them, most of us like drop our, our uh, New Year's resolutions in like the first few days, first month at least. But this is something that we need to take serious. So, anyways, the Apostle Paul, he's not saying to be physically fit is not a good thing. He's just saying there's something that is actually more important to that. And we do, we need to take care of our bodies. I'm not. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna build a sermon off of that. I mean, that would be like Dom DeLuise uh, telling you to exercise or something. I don't know. Does anyone remember Dom DeLuise? <laughs> uh, any here? Any? Any I'm not gonna talk too much about about that. But for while, bodily training is of some value. Look on your bulletin at 1 Corinthians three and verse sixteen. This is a really good reason. Why we should take care of our bodies because our body is the temple you know the Holy Spirit indwells in the heart of every single believer okay and that's that's a fact you've accepted Christ the Holy Spirit is in you okay it's not uh, God does not dwell in some temple ruins in Jerusalem okay and we, we know scripture says uh, heaven is a storm and the earth is his footstool but see the Holy Spirit uh, the third man of the Trinity indwells in our hearts and so we should take care of our body look First Corinthians 3, 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Did you not know that? Did you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So as we um, talk about being physically fit, let's move on to the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells inside all of us. You know, so when I decide to do something I shouldn't do, I'm dragging the Holy Spirit along to do something that he does not want to take part in. Just food for thought. But godliness is a value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So this physical body that that is falling apart, that's wearing out, yeah, we're supposed to take care of it. You got that. Uh, But we're not taking this body with us. All right. This body's going to go to the grave. Okay. But the immaterial part of us is going to go on forever somewhere. Does that make sense? Okay. So I need to take special... Care not just of my physical body, but of my spirit, man. And you know, we, we do. We I, I don't deny my physical body much of nothing, man. You know, and, and I'm I'm going. Listen, guys, go ahead and take your before picture now, if you want to. Go ahead and take your because because come swimming suit season, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a force to be reckoned with. A forced I'm gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Whatever that means. Nah, I, I don't know. I'll probably be twice as bad. Who you knows? <laughs> know. Tell the truth, shame the devil. But I'm working on it. Look at your neighbor; say he's working on it. <laughs> right. Godliness is of value in every way, man. That's good. That's good. Okay, so this is the thing that Paul is telling Timothy, man. All right. And Paul does care about Timothy's body. He tells him how to take care of himself, have a little, little bit of wine with your with your dinner and stuff like that for your belly. But he's focusing on what is the big, big thing here. You are a pastor, okay? We are all servants of the Most High God. And he says, listen, uh, you need to make sure that you're feeding your spirit, man, that you're growing in maturity with the Lord. And that's all of us, amen? amen. Um, look at 1 Peter 1. 15 and 16. This is Peter weighing in on the discussion. But as he who called you is holy, think about that. You've been called by God. All right. He handpicked you, no matter how you want to look at it, he picked you out to be his servant. Okay. He said, if You're not getting away. You belong to me. Okay. But as he who called you is holy, uh, and there is no one like God. You can take the list of all the other gods, lowercase g gods. And they're all fake. There's all a demon backing them from behind. Okay. They're not real. Okay. But we belong to the one true God. Okay. We belong to the most high God. And there's nobody like him. He is holy, 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 uh, completely separate. Okay. He can't have nothing to do with sin, but good for us. He loves us. He loves us so much. He made a way for us to be saved. Amen. But moving forward, as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all your conduct. So this is something that God takes very serious. God is set aside and God says, I have set you aside for a special purpose. Amen. Okay, and then verse 16. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. So Peter's pulling from the Old Testament and he says, listen, way back in the Old Testament, back in the Holy Scriptures, God said, be holy because I'm holy. That's all we have to know. God says, Do it. I want you to do it. It's important to me, so it should be important to you. Makes sense? The Apostle Paul, uh, you know, talking to Tim, he's like, Listen, man, this is so important. You need to focus on living that godly life, on being that person that God needs you to be. So if you don't mind, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew or look on your bullets and. Or, or we, could, we should go to the next slide. And if we don't have the slides, just turn on the back of your bulletin. Everybody remain calm. God is good. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Right? Matthew 22, verse 36 through 39. We're talking about godliness. We're talking about, you know, growing in that maturity. Um, and that's what we want. And I think all of us, to a certain extent, want that. You know, but we don't want to do the hard work that it takes. You know, Jesus already did the hard work to save our souls. All we have to do is accept that precious gift. But, but he said, um, if I go back here and I look what Paul told him, he said, for why bodily he said, rather train yourself, train yourself. You take an active role in this part, Tim, you got to take this serious man. Okay. And see Jesus in Matthew 22 verse 36. Jesus is, well, the, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, they're trying to corner Jesus as they try to do many, many, many times. And that never works out, as you know. But in this particular instance, the Sadducees just had their turn. And now the Pharisees step up again to take their position to try and trap Jesus in his words. And so this one, this one uh, lawyer, Comes up to Jesus and he says in 22 verse 36, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, this could be a trap right here. If he he handpicks one, okay, then that's saying the other ones are not as important. And, And this is something that the Pharisees, they would debate this to no end. Anyways, what is the, they'd sit around in their circle, this is the greatest law. No, this is the greatest law. You're fat and ugly. You're fat. You know, they just, they would just do that. Teacher, which is, I don't know if they ever said that. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law is what Jesus says. Brilliant. Look at your neighbor say brilliant because Jesus is beyond brilliant. And and, and every time I see when, when these people try and trip up Jesus, I just I'm just so proud of the son of God. You know what I mean? Like he needs that from me. He doesn't need that from me. But I'm like, my gosh, you are just so amazing. Okay. Verse 37, and he said to him, okay, so this is the greatest commandment, okay, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, but he's not done. He says, this is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. Now, this is really, really important. He's not saying one is more important than the other, but he is saying this one goes first. This one goes first. Then you have this one, but they're equally just as important. Make sense? This is the great first commandment, verse 39. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So that shut up the Pharisee. That that shut up the lawyer. And just a really cool side note. um, If you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four are about man's relationship to God. Okay, the next six are about man's relationship to man. So God takes this very, very seriously. So Jesus just takes the law and the prophets. He sums it up into two verses. Okay, this is what it is. Love God with everything that you are, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Not just the guy next door to you, whether he's a Jew, Gentile, black, white, slave, free, whatever's going on, love him. Okay, So we're talking about being godly this morning. We're talking about training ourselves, devoting ourselves to be what God wants us to be. So when we look at this great commandment in verse thirty-seven, and He said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind." That's that's a big deal, man. Okay, but remember, I can do all things through Christ. So it's talking about being devoted to God, man, to, to putting. God before me okay now remember what's been done for you remember that uh, uh, Jesus Christ's righteousness was placed on your back and your sins were placed on his back okay you're a new creation in Christ you're not showing in the body of Christ you know these verses okay here's the deal this is what God says if you're my follower if you're my servant okay then I want you to take this serious. The things you think about, let it all go through the grid of, would Jesus approve of this? You know, you know what I'm saying? The things I think about, be devoted to God. Well, how's that going to work? What's that going to look like? Well, it's just as practical as I can certainly make it, and it works for me, you know, because I'm not a deep thinker. Surprise, right? Uh-huh. No, seriously. Who remembers? Never mind. I spilled the the water a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll do it again if y'all aren't good. Um, No, I won't. But listen, listen, seriously, listen. Um, The more we realize, or the more we, this is important, the more we understand how much we are loved by God and how we don't deserve that, you know what I mean? That we are loved by Him so much, the more time I spend with Him, the more I understand that, The more I'm going to love him, right? The more I should certainly love him. So I should want to be what he has called me to be, which is to be holy, which is to be set aside, which is to be godly, to be growing in my maturity, in my relationship with the Lord. He loves me so much. And this is what he says. The world needs you, man. Your family needs you. The people at work that you don't even really like, they need you you know you need me and i need you to be there for a lost and dying world i need you to be there it says love me so you can love your neighbor that's what that's what we're shooting for man and that that is you got to you got to be the more you're devoted to god huh the more you can love your neighbor. Because let's be honest, man, we don't always get along with everybody. There's a lot of differences in all of us, but we can, we can all settle on the foundation that we have here, at least here in this church. We, we are loved by Jesus Christ, and we are in the same family. You know what I mean? And there's a whole world that doesn't understand you. There's a whole world that might not particularly like you and think you're nutty and loony, and some of them might to even cause you harm. Some of them might think, you know, our world will be a lot better if we could just get these get rid of these Christians. You know, that happens every now and again. People decide, hey, we can, we can really get this thing going here if we could just get rid of this group of folks. Man, we could let the good times roll, you know? <laughs> that's just how it is but what I'm saying we got to be a family man you know what I mean there's a whole group there's a whole world that doesn't get us anyways I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead actually I don't even know what I'm doing right now anyways this is what this is what Jesus Christ says love me with everything that you are and that's what we want to do more of God less of me um, let's go to the next slide beloved So, man, this is, this is just really easy, easy stuff because I want us all to take these steps that, that I'm doing, man, um, to, to, to mature myself, to train myself to be what God wants me to be, to be holy because he is holy. I'm talking about spiritual maturity this morning. Can I get a witness? So there's nothing more easier than what we're about to talk about for the next five minutes. Okay, but that doesn't mean you're going to apply it. I wish we would all apply it. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to uh, turn the amp up to 11. No one's got, Ron probably got that. I don't know if anyone else got it. Dustin got it. it don't matter. It's neither It's neither here nor there. But prayer, all right? Prayer. We need to spend time in prayer every single day. This is what God wants us to do. This is a wonderful blessing that he has given us to where we can communicate with the creator of the universe. And we need to take advantage of that. Amen? Because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross, I have access to the throne room of heaven. You know what i and I could pull out a million and one verses about prayer. OK, I'm going to give you 800. I'm going to give you three or two. Or, I'm going to give you a, a, a bushel and a pack. First um, Thessalonians 5, 17. What does it say? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Christian folks are to be praying folks. Think about how much better your day at work goes when you pray at, when you're on your commute. As opposed to listening to the funny boys on the radio or or whatever goes on. You know, but but spend time in prayer every single day. Talk to God. And I and I would say this when you start your prayer, start it with repentance. Start it with repenting of, of any unknown sin and any known sin that you may have done in the last little bit. You know? Repent of all your sins. See it the way God sees it. Say, I don't want anything between me and you. Okay. Does that make sense? I would say that, and then I would say, spend some time in praise or glorifying God. If you want to do praise music or something like that, that is a form of prayer, okay? But what I'm talking about, and you should do that, but spending time in prayer every single day. And the first thing I want to do is repent. Second thing I want to do is magnify God, magnify God, not make God bigger than what he is. That's not impossible. I mean, that's impossible, um, but, but to see God for who he is, magnify God, get my eyes off of myself, and that's hard, man, when your world's falling apart, but that's where your peace and your joy and your strength's going to come from, you know, so see God, everybody hold on to something, we are going down, um, yeah, whatever, um, but magnify God. Give God some glory and then go to your petition. But spend time in prayer. Pray without ceasing. Look, first Chronicles 1611. Seek the Lord and his strength. Do you ever feel like you just don't have the strength to go on? Do you ever feel like you don't know what you're going to do next? You know? Okay. Well, God says, seek me and I'll give you what you need. Is he lying? No, he's not lying. He don't lie. Okay. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek, listen, seek his presence continually. So pray without ceasing. Pray often. You know, you don't have to always be on your knees with the doors locked and and, and, the, and, and you know, whatever in complete silence. That's great if you can do that. But he's saying that we should have this attitude of prayer in our life. You know, it's okay to do a bunch of little prayers, man. It's, it's what it's talking about. Is keeping your focus on God. Amen. Keeping your focus on him. Spending time with him. Seek his presence continually, or, or your translation may say, seek his face continually, not his hands, not what he can do for me necessarily. But see, that's why I want to give God glory. That's why I want to spend time in prayer. Because yeah, he might just give you that petition. He might just give you what you asked for. You know, if it's his will, boom, you're going to get it. That, that's how it's going to work. But sometimes he's like, let's talk about this for a little while. Okay, you don't need that. Or you don't understand, but no, I'm not going to let you do that right now. Okay, so we seek His face, we seek who He is, and what He wants. I know I'm moving fast, um, as fast as I can move. Matthew, you remember the thing? I never mind Um, that Dom DeLuise thing. That was that was something. Um, Matthew, Matthew 26 and verse 41. Watch and pray. This is Jesus talking to His disciples. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. How about that? Prayer strengthens me. Prayer strengthens me. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Look, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay, so we go around especially, you know, well, you know, we go around giving our flesh any old thing at once. That's one good thing about fasting for a while. You know, let's say no to the flesh for a season and let's feed our spirit man what it needs because we'll go around starving the spirit you know we'll go around starving it but see check it out watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak so we need to feed that spirit man we need to train that spirit man does that make sense okay so mark this off for your list I need to pray in the new year I need to make sure that I set time aside to pray pray Then I wanna read the Bible. Like I said, this is super practical stuff. Okay, but how important is it to us? I I second that emotion. Read the Bible, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. Uh, Okay, check this out. This is Paul talking to Tim again. All right, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God. Man, I love that. I love that. This book right here, has got the answer. The answer to your question is Jesus Christ. The answer you need is in this book. Okay, so I'm going to pray and I'm going to spend time in the word. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable. Profitable for what? Profitable for teaching, for reproof or rebuke, for correction. How many times have you been in the word of God and it has corrected you? How many times have you been in the word of God and it has rebuked you, man? Hey, it has me, man. If you want to be honest, all right, this, is, this word is, is it's alive, it's active, it's sharp. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training, and for training in righteousness. See how important scripture is? Psalm 119, verse 105. Everybody in here could quote it. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. How about them apples, man? How about that? Brother when God's word is going to keep me on that path. I spend time in the word. I meditate on the word. I think on the word. I'm obedient to what the word says. And I'm going to keep myself out of a lot of trouble. Doesn't mean everybody's going to be my friend. Doesn't mean everything's going to be nice to me. Doesn't mean everything's going to go my way. But God's word will guide me and lead me to do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. Make yes. sense? All right. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. This is a good one. Romans 10 verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. We gotta. You want to build your faith up? You you want to? Cause cause listen. Remember how we started this thing? We gotta learn, man, to trust in God above all else over your checkbook, over your bank account, but that's the same thing, right? Uh, Over your job, over what the doctor says. You know, we got to be able to trust in God, stand on God's promises when everything else is falling apart, okay? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. I need to spend time in his word every day. Maybe some of you guys don't like to read. Maybe you want to listen to the the, the Bible on the CD or the internet. Do that. doesn't matter. Just get it into you. Get it into you. You know what I'm saying? And, and man, sometimes, man, that red letter stuff is kind of hard on my eyes. You know, I, it's, my eyes have grown dim in, in the last couple years and that red letter stuff is kind of hard to read. But anyways, I'm getting new specs in the new year. God is good. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. So faith comes from hearing And hearing through the word of Christ. Pray. Read your Bible. Praise God. We're talking about training ourselves. We're talking about growing in maturity. And these are the things that we need to do. These are just little practical things that we should and can do. Amen. Um, And everybody got that devotional, you know, for Christmas. Read a page of that a day, but also read the Bible. Read the Bible. Spend time in the Bible. Meditate on it. Do what it says. Um, I I messed up in the bulletin. We're not reading the book of Luke this month. That was last month, I think. We're reading the Gospel of John. But it doesn't really matter. Just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. Go to church. Last one. Go to church. Never you one of these things, man. These are all going to help you grow in relationships. There are plenty of people that love God and have an amazing relationship with God that do not have the ability to go into a church for whatever reason. They can't go to church. Okay, so it's not going to church, stepping into a church building or being part of a congregation. That's not going to save your soul. But it does have some amazing benefits. It has. And this is God does say, hey, you should do this. So we should do it. As much as we can. Some people have to work. Whatever. You got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you're just so stinking tired and wore out. You need to take a day off. I tried to today. Rachel wouldn't love me. (laughs) You know. Right. But but we should gather together. It's very important. Right. right. A Bible study. Something. Be around people that feel the same way. That have the same love relationship with the Lord that you have. Okay, Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. That's going to come from being together. We encourage one another, right? Iron sharpens iron. We need to come together. 25, verse 25. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some. And we do see that. Uh, like, Like I said, I don't know no statistics, but I heard some preacher couple preachers talking about this, that, you know, post-pandemic or whatever, you know, and it's up to you whether or not we're post-pandemic, so I'll let y'all decide on that. But um, it depends. Well, never mind. It doesn't matter. Um, but like a lot of people do have not returned to church. And I understand why some people wouldn't come to church. You know, I get it. You know, well, they don't want to be around certain things. I get it. I understand. It. But a lot of people haven't come back. A lot of people can come back. But they haven't come back. So, church attendance is going down again. Okay. Well, we're doing great. We're doing awesome. You guys are the best. You guys are rocking. Give yourselves a hand. Anywho, we should come together as as is the habit of some. Some people just don't want to go be around other people. I get it. Sometimes you don't want to be around other people. But, not neglecting to meet together. This is what God wants us to do, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. See, that's why we come together, to encourage one another. Like I said, there's a whole world that doesn't get us. You know, they don't understand us. But see, when we, we come here, we can encourage one another. We, we can, uh, um, we can be there for one another. Um, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is not something we should be doing less of, but actually more of. So just three very practical things. And and, and I I know that we all know this. And I'm certainly not trying to amaze anybody. But I'm just saying that, that these are things that we need to do, guys. Spend time in prayer daily. Spend time in the Word daily. It's great to do it before you start your day. Some people, it works better late at night before they go to bed. Do both. Do whatever. But do it. It's only going to bless you. It's only going to help you. You know, why, why watch TV three, what, three, four hours a day or 10 hours a day or something ridiculous? You know, if you're going to do something like that, why wouldn't you at least give God some time? You know what I mean? You know, I'm just saying we need to feed that spirit, man. So read our Bible. Pray. Come together. Let's worship. We're always doing awesome things up here at Picture Life Church. And uh, I want to see more of you guys. Um. I'm excited about this new year. I'm not I don't believe it's going to be an easy year. But I know it's going to be a good year. Um, so um, I love you guys very much. And let's pray. Let's just pray real fast. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that we want to grow, that we want more of you, that we are in love with you. And we are thankful for you. And we want to spend more time with you and grow in maturity and be what you have called us to be. We love you. We praise you. Your will be done. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Real fast in the bulletin, um, there's a uh, few needs in the community. One that you may be able to help me with is uh, um, there is always a need for tents. There's always a need for two-man tents, whatever whatever tent you may have in your garage that nobody's using. If you have a tent you don't know what to do with it, you want to get rid of it, give it to me. I'll give it to somebody that could use it. Um, Also, there's a very nice, well, she ain't nice, but she's a pee.